Gary and Charmaine, thanks so much for coming in on a Sunday. Really appreciate it. So you guys came to Kelowna in 1998. Did you come together? Yes. Yes. And you worked together at that time. You came to Kelowna. What's the story of coming here 20 years ago? Well, we met in university. Mm -hmm. uh, I was in dental school and Charmaine was in dental hygiene school. Right. Uh, university of Manitoba in Winnipeg. Is that where you're from? Gary's from Winnipeg. I'm from Regina. Okay. I just went to Winnipeg for university, and we met there in 1994. So, 24 years ago, yeah, in university. I was taking dental hygiene, and he was taking dentistry. Nice. And we both graduated in 1996. Mm -hmm. um, one of my questions was, do you plan on staying in Winnipeg? <laughs> and he that said, was a quick no. <laughs> he would not consider I, leaving. I grew up in Winnipeg and yeah. knew at with the school coming to a close, it was time to to move on. Yeah. So we agreed on Calgary was our destination of choice, and we left the day after our grad ceremony. Really? Packed up the U-Haul yeah. and drove to Calgary. Not mm -hmm. much sleep. No. Nope. Yeah. Did you start a business right away, or did you work for someone else? Um, I worked as an associate for a couple other doctors, Yeah, uh, just to get my foot in the door in Calgary and to see where we wanted to work in Calgary. Mm -hmm. We thought we, was, we would stay there. Right. Yeah. And I did the same. I worked for different dental offices, one full-time job, and then temping at other offices. So it was good, because we got to see how a lot of other offices work and how people can do dentistry in different ways in different settings. So mm -hmm. it was a good two years there. Yeah. But the weather was terrible. The weather, yeah. In it's Calgary. not much better than Winnipeg, right? Mm, is it? It was actually down. worse because it was up and down. You could have great oh. days in the summer, but then cold and snowy in the summer and nice days in the winter. Yeah. There's no so consistency. It's, it's really difficult to plan what clothes you're going to wear and what you're going to take with you. Exactly. Yeah. So then it was a decision to make where we wanted to raise a family and where we wanted to live. And we tried to find the best place we could in Canada. Mm -hmm. So research, yes. was it, uh, did you have friends here? What made you pick um, Kelowna? Was Kelowna? I do have a classmate here. So mm -hmm. I could, I did ask him a few questions. And we wanted better weather and to be near a lake that we could swim in because uh -huh. Manitoba had lakes and yeah. we didn't quite yeah. want to go back to the cold. So Gary said, I remember this friend of mine from school said he lived in Kelowna and grew up there and there was lake. So let's go check it out. So it was Valentine's Day, February 14th. We thought, well, let's go to Kelowna and yeah. see if we like it there. So you came for a visit? First, and weekend. I'm guessing you fell in love with the place right away, or did it take some time? Um, when we landed at the airport and there was no snow <laughs> in mid-February, we, we didn't know that existed in Canada. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we went to Lake Okanagan Resort, and on the drive from the airport, the thing that struck me was that there were so many boat dealerships, <laughs> which was amazing. Yeah. Do you like boats? We do now. <laughs> yeah. We liked the idea of it at the yeah. time, but we yeah. didn't have one. So yeah, yeah. So it was perfect because we could see green, green grass actually. People were here. golfing and already at we that time. Drove yeah. across the lake, so we got to see the lake and then the windy road on West Side Road. And by the end of the weekend, we decided we wanted to live here. Wonderful. Yeah. 
Well, we're very grateful to have you. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a hard choice. No. Um, yeah, the weather, this, the, the outdoor activities is what really drew us here. Did you ever feel any homesickness for, for Winnipeg when you went to Calgary or um, after? I would say that didn't start until we had our first baby, and then we missed mm. family. And then we yeah. thought, oh, what have we done? We have started a business. Because we, after that, we started to look for a dentist that was retiring or mm. hiring. So we did find a dentist in West Kelowna who wanted to retire. So we got that set up. Um, but I found out I was pregnant two weeks before we moved. So we started a lot all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was tough not having family around. But I didn't miss the city. Right. I didn't miss Winnipeg or Calgary. I missed our friends and family. Yeah. Um, so, but being here made it a little easier to, to put up with, mm-hmm. to deal with being on our own. And they yeah. all visit eventually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone likes to come visit Kelowna. That's right. That's yeah. so true. So Carrington, is the, the firm named because of the street or was there a partner at one time with that name? Originally we, we weren't on, we were in a smaller office just mm-hmm. on Main Street in West Bank. Yeah. Uh, but we grew over the years and we found an office space suitable on Carrington Road. So right. uh, we kind of used the, the the name Carrington to, right. to maybe help promote the, the that side of the business for us. Right. That we're caring and we're on Carrington Road. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when Kara used to work there, I came to see her a few times, and it, it's a very, very busy office. Did it start that way? I mean, you've obviously done a ton of work to build it up to what it is today. Tell us about some of the challenges you had with a, a new business and getting it just basically, to me, it looks like a well-oiled machine that is humming all the time. Uh, well, when we first bought it, we had probably about 350 patients, mm-hmm. charts. In the previous location. Yeah, yeah at the, when we bought it from the fellow that was retiring. And there were three employees, myself, Charmaine, and we had a receptionist slash assistant. Right. Because at that time, only one of us would be busy, either myself in the dental chair or Charmaine doing hygiene. Right. Um... And just being part of the community and offering good service, honest service, yeah. uh, we started growing. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. And when we started, there was no computers in the office. Right. So technology started to change. And we saw pretty quickly that all of that stuff is really expensive. So it would make more sense to work as a group and mm. share that kind of stuff. So there wasn't any other group practices at the time. Most dentists work on their own. And it was it kind of gets to be a bit lonely when you're the only dentist in the office. Right. So we thought, well, let's keep our eye out for something bigger. And when the time comes, we'll do that. And we'll put in some more chairs and hire another dentist. And luckily, 2007, the space came up where we are at Acorn Plaza. We wanted more windows, too. Mm-hmm. So it's nice because it has a lot of windows. So yes. You can still see what the weather's like and get some sun. And so then we grew and put in eight chairs, yeah. um, got all the new digital equipment, and kept growing from there. So we're at eight chairs now, and we're expanding next door again to add three more chairs. Wow. So then we'll have 11, and we'll hire some more, another dentist and some more staff. 
Probably by yeah. spring. Wow. So with eight yeah. chairs, does that mean you have eight dentists, or are there uh, people who have days off and some overlap? We <clears throat> have four chairs that are hygiene chairs. Mm-hmm. So we do our hygiene cleanings and exams. Right. Uh, we have that going full time. So we have four hygienists Monday to Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, then in the other four chairs, I have myself uh, full time and another dentist full time. Yeah. Uh, we do have another part time dentist, and then we have an oral surgeon that comes in oh. for three to four days a, a month. Right so now. is that like uh, wisdom teeth and extractions and things like that? Is that what the surgeon? Yes, yeah, as the extractions, uh, places implants, mm-hmm. um, any excision of any lumps or bumps. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does IV sedation, and that's the big thing to have for people to mm-hmm. go to sleep and have all their work done and wake up and not know what happened. So it looks, I guess, like a real operating room. Like yeah. You've got... Yes, he has. Bring, yeah, he has. Bring his, someone to sleep. He has a nurse. He has all the monitors. He's got a nurse just there watching the machinery and uh, making sure the the oxygen levels are good. And mm-hmm. and then he has his own two assistants to work to keep him just concentrating on his job. So he moved from Vancouver a year ago, and he used to teach at UBC. Mm. So yeah, he's an excellent person to know and to work with and to yeah. trust with doing surgeries and. Previously, there wasn't another oral surgeon in the West Kelowna to South Okanagan side. So mm-hmm. as we expand, we can give them more time to work in the surgical space and mm-hmm. to, to grow that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there a big demand for for surgeries? I guess it fluctuates. Yeah. Uh, there wisdom is lots of wisdom <laughs> teeth. And, you know, implants are becoming very common now very mm-hmm. popular is the treatment of choice instead of just leaving an empty space or right or other options or for dentures yeah you can attach dentures to implants and then they have a lot more grip and it's easier to chew so interesting they do that mm-hmm. too yeah i'm uh curious did you always know that you were going to go into dentistry when you were young people like is it was it something <laughs> that kind of fascinated you or was it more uh, medical school. Let's see where it takes us. Um, I was I liked sciences, mm-hmm. um, and so when I was going through university, getting my degree, it just happened. I went in for my regular checkup and cleaning at the only dental office I've ever been to, mm-hmm. um, and my dentist asked asked me what I was doing, and I was actually wasn't sure, and he said you should try this, mm-hmm. try dentistry. If you if you're good at science and you like dealing with people, using your hands, yeah, it seemed like a good mm-hmm. a good fit because I do like using my hands. I can you know I like people and I was really good at the sciences, so mm-hmm. I was just it, and I looked into it and it just worked out right. Same for you. I was in grade twelve and trying to decide what I wanted to take in school, mm-hmm. and a friend of mine said her dentist was looking for a dental receptionist nights and weekends so I applied and they said well you're kind of young but no one else really wants these hours so you're hired Great. So, <laughs> I worked about 24 hours a week starting in grade 12 and just continued from there I was mm-hmm. thinking of taking dentistry at the time um, so that's why I moved to Winnipeg because they did have a dental school there started doing science and prerequisites for that and then 
once I was actually in the program and I was working for another dentist part-time, they said, well, you know, you, you should consider hygiene as well. It's a little less responsibility. You don't have to deal with the business. And if you want to have kids, it's kind of a nice combination. So I did that, ended up meeting Gary and then still deal with the business side of things and ended, <laughs> ended up really liking it. So it was a good fit and it worked out really well. Oh, that's great. So you, the two of you have perfect teeth as far as I can tell. I'm sure when a, when a patient or a client comes in and they're taking care of their teeth and you know, it's a routine thing, it's probably, you know, not a terrible thing, but I personally am squeamish and I can kind of imagine like you must see some things that are kind of gross sometimes like okay. that you don't, you prefer not to deal with or, um, you know, I actually enjoy it. Yeah. I think we, you know, that was part of what I signed up for, mm -hmm. what we signed up for. Um, I, it doesn't, I don't think I've seen anything that's really made me squirm. Mm. Um, you, you definitely like to help people get healthier. Yeah. Uh, and that's part of it is you have to take care of some things that they've let slide or just unfortunate. Yeah. Sometimes infections can get yeah. crowing and yeah, but it makes it kind of interesting and exciting. Like we don't work in the ER, but we sometimes see some yeah. interesting things and we're like, and you get what do you think it. of this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. You get some satisfaction out of, yeah. What, uh, what would you say is the biggest mistake that we as the general public make with our teeth and caring for our teeth? Mm. Well, is it not brushing? Not, not enough flossing. No, the flossing. flossing. The flossing. Every day we have to tell yeah. just about everyone that's in the chair that they need floss to floss more. more. And what, what is the reason? Tell us about flossing. Why is that <laughs> so important? This, well, the bacteria is everywhere in our mouth. And the toothbrush can only get to the surfaces of the teeth that it can touch. Yeah. And the floss gets between the teeth where it's tight and the toothbrush can't get. Mm -hmm. And the idea is to disturb that bacteria so it doesn't basically take hold mm -hmm. and damage the teeth and cause inflammation and damage the gums. And yeah. the bones. Right. Holding the teeth in. And should we floss daily or twice daily? How often should a person floss? Once daily should be enough. Once a day is enough. Once a day. And Brush uh, twice a day. Brush twice a day, floss once. And, yes. Yeah. Uh, would you say nighttime makes the most sense because you're finished eating? Exactly. You're going to sleep? Yeah, you're not talking. You're not having a sip of water or, or you know, talking to... Get the keep the saliva flowing and and break up the food and the bacteria. So mm -hmm. when you're sleeping, it's just sitting there doing damage. Right. If it hasn't been removed. And floss before brushing or after brushing? That's always a debate. It's a big debate. <laughs> <laughs> I think after, but some people say before. Yeah, there's nothing out there saying better or worse. Yeah. If you're doing it, nothing you're doing it. Just do both. Yeah. Swish really good. Spit out whatever you loosened up. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, have a good sleep. But if you are going to not floss before bed, which is what most people's excuse mm -hmm. for not doing it. They're too tired. Because you're too tired, then I say, well, just do it any time of day. Whenever mm -hmm. you're not mm -hmm. too tired to do it. At least you're watching it. TV, yeah. yeah. Right. And um, is it true what they say about sugar? So does sugar really eat through your teeth? Or is it when it's left on? Or what is the... What is the truth about eating chocolate? Um, well, what happens is the sugar itself is what the bacteria eat. So it's the bacteria 
that feeds on the sugar. So they multiply. And grow and produce acids. So it's actually what you're feeding to the bacteria in your mouth. Mm. They love sugar. And then it grows and they have little colonies and cause all kinds of trouble. So yeah, Families and grandkids. Stop yeah. feeding those bacteria. As the yeah. acid, the byproducts that basically dissolves the minerals in the enamel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything yeah. acidic. So yeah. pop is a bad one because it's very acidic and high in sugar. And it's the acids that start to break the enamel down. Once it has a little hole and the bacteria can get in there just like a worm into an apple. Once it gets through the hard layer, and then they grow rapidly beyond where you can see, which is why we need x-rays to see, because sometimes it's just a microscopic little pinhole on the outside, but a big decay on the inside. Right. So technology has changed a lot. How have um, x-rays changed? And I know fillings, they used to put metal fillings when Mm -hmm. I was a little kid, so I had to get those taken out. Um, Tell us about some of the technology that's changed since you've been dentist and hygienist? Well, I think the best has been the digital x-rays. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, the sensors are the is the new technology. Um, we still use a, a little dose of radiation to illuminate the sensor. But now we can use less radiation because the sensor is much more uh, sensitive. sensitive. Mm-hmm. So then there's less radiation for the patient's. And so you get a much staff. more detailed image. Mm-hmm. And a much less. more detailed image. And we can manipulate it. Just like a digital photo. You can ex- zoom you can in. zoom in. You can change the definition of it mm-hmm. uh, to help us see things better and to see the anatomy better mm-hmm. of the teeth. Yeah. And versus film, when we used to use film, we had to run it through a dark room and wait three to five minutes before you could see it. And sometimes by then you'd, you see it and you're like, oh, that's not quite the picture I wanted. Mm-hmm. Whereas with digital, it's instant. You can take another one, get it a better angle. Right. And then the newest technology we're getting now is a three-dimensional x-ray machine called a CBCT scanner. So it's cone beam computed tomography. So even better. So you can see from all angles all and rotate angles. and so on. And we can take one image and break it down into smaller images so that instead of taking each of those little x-rays that you have, a few on each side, you can take one image and then break it apart. Mm-hmm. Nice. So again, less radiation, even even less radiation. Mm-hmm. And the uh, um, material that's used for fillings has changed quite a bit. Tell us a little bit about that. What are we yeah, using today? Well, the old tech, uh, silver fillings, which is the mercury fillings, the metal fillings that most of us had as if we're in a certain generation. <laughs> yeah. Mercury, um, nickel, copper, it's a mix of quite a few metals. But yeah, well, worked really good in the mouth, could stand up to all the, the, the chewing. But nowadays, of course, being a little more health conscious, uh, we're using the resin filling, so a non-metal filling. Uh, using the chemistry, it bonds to the tooth instead of passively just filling a, a space. Yeah, and it so, feels more like a tooth than something foreign. Yeah, it's less harmful for the teeth hmm. uh, it's because it's not a metal. Uh, it's just different properties that are better for the teeth. Yeah. yeah, the metal expands and contracts a little more than your teeth, so with hot and cold, the filling expands and can cause cracks in teeth and things like that. So right. it was the best... For many, many, That's many years, have. and yeah, now we know better. Do you know much about the uh, history of dentistry? Like, what did people do 100 years ago or 200 years ago before there was any of this stuff? Like, there was no x-rays. I mean, did, were no. people putting 
metal into cavities uh, for very long? They were 100 years ago. 100 years it's ago. been around that long. Uh, anesthetic was just uh, becoming popular at the turn of the ninth, around the 1900s. Mm-hmm. Uh, not common, but it was it was they were experimenting with it. Um, but I think it was mostly extractions. Yeah, and the odd filling. Right. So it was like bite down a stick, yeah. and drink some whiskey, hang on, and hang on tight. It's gonna hurt. Yeah, I've seen some interesting pictures of old yeah. dental artifacts they found, and one with wooden dentures that someone had carved. Um, mm. Yeah, some fillings that they tried to put in there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> what about the uh, uh, anesthetic? Is it um, has that changed much in the last couple decades? It's still, like you put a cream uh, and then a needle. Yes. That's usually, what you do. Yeah, so we'll put a topical cream on on the tissue to mm-hmm. numb it up a little bit before we give you the injection, uh, just to take a little bit of the pinch away. Yeah. Um, but the basis of the anesthetic is still the same. We do have different, you know, number of options now that are shorter acting. So if it's a, maybe a smaller filling or you, on children, for sure, I use that just so that they're not frozen for too long. Right. And they don't hurt themselves by accident. Right. Like trying to eat something. Or if you're doing surgery, you can get a longer-lasting anesthetic so the person's a little more comfortable and the anesthetic does wear off. Okay. I think the biggest change, though, why people feel it's not as painful as it used to be is the needles used to be reusable, mm-hmm. so they were pretty thick. They had to stand up to sterilizing. Now they're disposable, so they're almost like a hair. So I they're very, see. very thin. Less painful. A lot less painful, yeah. Mm. Sharp, so you don't feel it going in. And then we put them in a needle disposal and that's, and that's it. it one time yeah. use yeah how about uh laughing gas do you still use that we do we have the, the nitrous oxide the laughing gas and uh what is it what is the purpose of that like i know it can uh, make a person laugh but to take the edge off takes the edge off it takes the it because the person is still coherent they can still talk they still can listen they just don't seem to care as much they're not as nervous which then allows us to do the job properly. Right. They're still frozen. We still have to give you freezing. Uh, it doesn't take any of the pain sensation away. It just makes you more relaxed. Okay. I always wondered what exactly, because it doesn't really deal with pain. It's, no. It's, it's and of, for some people, it does. It reduces the gag reflex. Okay. So then that so makes when them you're a the little less nervous. Medicine. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and there's no side effects to it as soon as the nitrous oxide is turned off. Everything's back to normal, yeah. so safe for children, safe for adults. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been bit? Someone panic and yes, yes. <laughs> Does that happen? No, no. Surprisingly, no. I haven't broken the skin, but it's been you know it's hurt a few times. It's just a <laughs> reflex, right? So. And it's it's funny. It's adults, and I it happens when I tell them to open, and mm. they do the opposite. <laughs> And I have, and I'm not fast enough. I can't get out of there. Right. They're very apologetic, of course. Yeah. It hasn't happened on Never purpose. Never been bit on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> so, so far, so good after 22 years. <laughs> right. And mine was just because we were talking, and then I put my hand back, and the conversation wasn't done, and it was an accidental same thing. Right. But no yeah, permanent injuries. No, <laughs> that's good. So you say that uh, you see patients of all ages from the first tooth to the last tooth. So first of all, uh, what's what at what age should a child start coming to see you? 
Uh, the, so does he have teeth? Like that's what the the standard is in the textbook. To as soon as they have their teeth to come in, uh, realistically, we're not going to be able to do much. Uh, we always tell the parents around two, two and a half, mm. as typically by that time they'll have all their baby teeth. Yeah, uh, and they're and they can understand what's happening, and they're cooperative. Whether they're sitting on mom or dad's lap to let us count their teeth. Some even let will sit in the chair on their own and let us count their teeth and they polish them. So mm-hmm. um, it's nice to get them in to make it a positive experience yes. for the first few times. Because mm-hmm. right. if they come in for the first time because they broke a tooth or have a toothache, they might be scared. So we yeah. try to make it a fun place to be. Um, it's nice to see them even earlier than two if the parents have questions about how to take care of their teeth, mm-hmm. how to brush, whether mm-hmm. use toothpaste or not. So. If, yeah, if the parents have concerns, we'll see them sooner. We just do a free, happy visit to welcome them in, have a ride in the chair, mm-hmm. let someone peek in their mouth. And, yeah, for the most part, kids quite like it. That's nice. Yeah. So, and then you say, till the last tooth, are we all doomed to lose all our teeth if we live long enough? No. 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 We... Do, do most people now, that people are generally living longer, do most people lose their, their teeth now, or... Or not? Like, what What happens? Like most, more people have at least some of their teeth. Mm. Very, yeah. Less full dentures. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people are have been able to take care of themselves to hold on to their teeth. And not all of them, but... due to flossing and seeing the dentist regularly and things like that. Correct. Yeah. Better access to dental offices in the last... 30, 40 years, mm-hmm. you know, I talked to some of the older generations and their issue was they never had access to a dental office. So the only thing that would they happen... they afford it or it was just too far away or... Both. Yeah. The main one was mom and dad couldn't afford it. So right. they just took it out, you know, yeah. and that was the reality of it. So now you can't grow them back. <laughs> so once you lose them, they're gone. But definitely less full dentures now than even... 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when we see someone in their 90s, say, and they have all their teeth, we do get excited and ask them questions like, how did you keep mm-hmm. all your teeth? Uh-huh. And often it is, yeah, a mixture of going to a dentist, mm-hmm. brushing and flossing, and sometimes just good genetics mixed in there too. And then dentures technology is a lot better than it used to be too, right? Like they look like real teeth. Yeah. It looks natural. It's not yeah. like the wooden teeth that... Uh, yeah, uh, I think George, George Washington, Washington yeah. had. <laughs> no, they're definitely better technology, better techniques to make them fit better. Yeah, um, and with like Charmaine mentioned mentioned earlier, the ad, you know with implants we can actually anchor them better. Mm-hmm. So, because again, dentures are just not great, yeah. right? To start with, because the bone is always changing. So, right. Yes, the teeth are out. There's nothing to keep activating the bone so it kind of resorbs back and flat so, so it's a continuous yeah it's always changing there. so even if they have dentures we still see them we recommend once a year to do an oral cancer exam mm-hmm. to check the fit of the dentures great yeah. and uh do you do any cosmetic dentistry yeah at carrington oh yeah so veneers, things like that. Veneers, uh, crowns, and uh, right now, uh, well, not right now, but uh, Invisalign to, to straighten teeth. 
Nice. So um, if you don't want to have braces, and there's a line. Is the is the alternative? It's a clear tray that you wear, and it does the same thing as wires and brackets. If if you push on a tooth, it's going to move. Mm-hmm. So these trays put a subtle force on the teeth in a certain direction, and it's it straightens out the teeth, helps improve people's bites uh, mm-hmm. and the aesthetics. So it's nice to do it that way because you're not harming the tooth. You're not right. putting a veneer on it. You're not crowning it. You're just moving it into the right spot. Yeah. Now, why wouldn't everybody use something like Invisalign? Do you still sometimes need brackets and things? Yes. If it's a... If you're trying to move a tooth a, a certain distance, the Invisalign will have a hard time doing that. Okay. It's just the different, the wires and brackets put a different force on the tooth and the root. Right. So not everyone is a candidate for Invisalign. Mm-hmm. Well, they should come and see you and see yeah. if they are. <laughs> are you taking new patients? Do you have room for, for new patients? Are oh, you pretty full? Yes. No. Uh, we're busy, but we always like to see new patients. You know, right. uh, there's always people moving. Sadly, there are people that are dying, uh, mm-hmm. but we were always happy to see new patients, and especially when they're referrals of family or friends mm-hmm. that we've already seen. Right. And do you have a website where people can find out more? We do, carringtondental.ca. Um, it probably could be updated, but <laughs> <laughs> it talks a little bit about us and that we try to offer as many dental services as we can under one roof, hence yeah. working as a team and bringing in a specialist and keeping things so that it's comfortable for people to come in because we know not everyone loves going to the dentist. So right. We try to make it as easy and convenient for them by having mm-hmm. us bring people and better technology to one place. That's great. Would you like to nominate anyone to come on the show in the future? I was thinking of Kelly because yeah. he's been a home builder out here for many years mm-hmm. and he absolutely loves it here. So Kelly Benedette. And his business is Del Sol Developments. Okay. He's been a yeah, home builder and renovator in Kelowna and the West Side for 20 plus years. That'd be great. That's great. Well, yeah. thanks again for coming in. Yeah. I really appreciate it. It was that a good. fun yeah. chat. You know Thank a lot about much. teeth. Yeah. <laughs> like I know you more. asked all the right questions. <laughs> I know more how than I did 30 minutes ago. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. great. Luke Mankus is a realtor. He loves what he does. We asked Luke if he had any regrets about moving here in 2011. And he always says, yeah, one regret. And that is, he didn't move here sooner. When Luke came here, he didn't know anyone. He didn't know the neighborhoods or anything or anyone besides his daughter, who was six years old at the time. So he knows what it's like. Now, he's an expert and has helped well over 100 single people, couples, families, and investors with their real estate needs in the Okanagan. If you're new to our beautiful city, Luke can help you get connected with great lawyers, dentists, carpenters, landscapers, swimming pool installers, you name it. And whether you're new to Kelowna or not, Luke knows real estate. He can help you find a great property, negotiate a good deal, and hold your hand all the way through the process until the day you get your shiny new set of keys. Luke is known as a no-pressure kind of guy. He 
he's had clients where it took even a year or more to get them into a property. He just doesn't believe in rushing things. On the other hand, when you decide it's time to act, he's diligent, and he'll work day and night until the job is done. Give Luke Make Us a call or a text message at any time, 778-215-4273. Again, that's 778-215-4273, 778-215-4273 to chat with Luke about real estate. 